and they have never addressed it, didn't know to address it, hadn't read a book about it, uh, don't even know it's there. And so that's what we talk about here because we're getting to the root here because if you get to the root, then, you know, you can do whatever you want to do. You can change your life. Uh, mindset is the key, folks. And, look, we have this uh, call on a podcast platform. We're not a podcast. I'd like to emphasize that. So if you listen to it, you don't hear the podcast quality. You don't have all the big booming mics and all that. We're a conference call. But we put it on the podcast platform so it's easy access for people to grab it. So now you can go to Spotify. You can go to iTunes. You can go to, you know, a lot of these uh, platforms and put in Tony Fleming, put in Mindset. And um, I tell you, that's the key. That's the key, 100%. Just, you put that in and you'll grab it. You can get everything that you need uh, to succeed uh, in what we do here. So uh, understand that, that your thought process, your paradigm, the way you've been thinking all your life, is one of the reasons that holds us back from anything, from our business, from our relationships, anything is our thoughts. And so we have to dig into that and see why are we thinking that way. You know, one of the good examples I always use is that if you grew up in a, in a middle class or a poor neighborhood, you heard at some point that um, um, rich people are evil. You heard at some point, whether you heard it you know, through a friend, through a neighbor, through something, you heard it because that's the excuse that, a lot of people had doing, you know, or still have during that time. You could just talk to a lot of people and they'll say that. Uh, and other things. But a lot of that stuff is buried and we don't even know it's there. We don't, because we're, we're moving toward financial success, but some of that stuff is holding us up. And that's just one example of what we do and trying to talk about to bring that up, out to you. Now we have a replay number two, 712-432-1085. 712-432-1085. Same pin code, 7833. Five seven pound and the, and the recording starts right after the call and it's up until Friday morning. So you got all day today and then Thursday and then Friday and then when we do another call it goes, you know, it comes back up and then another call goes away. But it goes on the podcast. So all the calls are there. Uh, if you can't get a, if you don't have the, if you're not savvy enough, <laughs> like I am, like I'm not, to actually, you know, go to the podcast and finally put the app up. I have it where I can send you the link. You just text me at 678-644-4541, and I'll send you the link. And uh, you can lock it in your phone, and you're there. You got all of them right there, and you're good to go. All right, so let's get started this morning. Look, you know, I would ask you guys every every call uh, about the book club call that we do on Saturdays. And um, I always say, you know, if you're reading a book, you got any questions, please send me a text on that. Um, you know, and, and you know, you got any concerns about the the the, the book? If you get see anything that you like, or if it's anything that uh, you know that you you got a question about, you know, send me a text on that. Uh, and I got one, actually got one last night that I want to kind of discuss. And the reason I want to, well, first of all, I was going to do it anyway if a person sent me a text and we talk about it. But you know, you know, I've been having this this boot camp with these three ladies for the last 90 days, and one of the topics that we discussed was this same topic here. And I'm going to tell you, um, I want you all to, I mean, I hope I can come out with the. I hope you can get the answer today because it's so detailed. Now, it's not detailed. It's not. It's really not. The answer is pretty simple, but it's kind of complex with our, with our thought process and where, where, where we are in life. So as I go along and talk about the answer, if uh, if any of you all get the answer, you know, that you believe the answer is, please text me. 
Now, I want to hear what you got to say about this answer, I mean, that you come up with, because, you know, it can be confusing. I'm going to tell you what the text said. Um, let's see here. So, hold on a second. I'm going to tell you what the text says. Uh, Because you're throwing me off here. So, all right, so she says, I return to this page three times, and each reread still bothers me. She says on page 56 of the book, uh, paragraph 2 and 3, it says the opposite of what I've heard and read since joining these calls. And, you know, um, if you read the books, <clears throat> You will hear a lot of that. There's some contradiction that goes on in our minds. You know, like most successful people are very, very, it's, it's a contradiction. Um, it's a contradiction sometimes. Hold on one second. Hold on one second. All right. So let's see if we can come up with the answer here. I kind of. Have the answer? Well, I know the answer, but I I know that trying to explain it sometimes is uh, kind of difficult. But let's see if we can come up with it. Right, I'm gonna read it. I'm gonna actually read these two or three pages as we go along. If y'all, if you come up with the answer that you feel, you know, text it to me at six seven eight six four 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 five four one. All right. Here's the, here's the thing. He says here. How many times have you heard that to make money you have to work hard? Because we talk about that a lot. I talk about that a lot, hard work. He says, who told you that? The people who told you were the ones who had experienced life as hard. Okay? They wanted you to experience it in the same way so that they could join, that you can join them and they wouldn't get lonely. Okay? Now, the people who try to sell you on the struggle of life are those who, by virtue of that struggle, know little about how to make it. Best not to use them as advisors, he says. Now we kind of heard a little bit this, a little bit of this on in the boot camp that I had with Bob Proctor saying kind of the same thing. All right, so he says here, of course, the idea that hard work and struggle are inevitable is nonsense. Inside the energy of abundance, there is no struggle, only flow. So if you're struggling, there's something about your thinking or your motives that needs adjustment. Effort is a natural part of your physical state. But struggle is effort laced with emotion, and that is unnatural and unholy. You don't need it. So, but it's not surprising that we struggle for all the institutions that control the flow of information to the people, whether it be religion that sends us information, the media, or bureaucracy. We have to appeal to the to the to the uh, common. Well, we have to appeal to the common denominator. No politician can get up on. In his orange box, it's funny to say orange, and tell the truth like this. This country is really abundant. 95% are doing really well. Let's not bother too much with the deadbeats. They aren't that many of them anyway. So he says a politician can't stand up and say that. He says, so a part of your abundance intellect will have to step beyond the great, the great lies of life. 
the lies perpetrated by the mindset of TikTok. And I told you what TikTok is, right? So he calls TikTok the average person, the person that goes back to work every day, the, the status quo, the individuals that, you know, just following the system. So that's what he calls TikTok. And I'm, and I'm going to suggest that you all, if you have the book, you know, this week, a couple of times or two or three times, read page 56 all the way to the end of page 61, which I'm kind of going to flip through right quick. So he says, part of the abundance of intellect will have to step beyond the great lies of life, the lies perpetrated by the mindset of TikTok. The mindset will never agree that things are actually okay, even if they should be so. The concepts of TikTok has to sustain a constant discomfort in order to keep everyone under control. The institutions of the world, as well as the mindset of the ordinary man, has a vested interest in setting their sights nice and low. That way no one has to achieve too much in order to make it. And if they fail, they don't fail by too much either. So imagine the leaders getting up and saying, hey, abundance is natural. Anyone who's not making $100,000 a year will be fined for lack of effort. That campaign slogan would go down like a brick balloon. But in fact, metaphysically, and it is actually what is happening, those who create little or nothing are penalized by the circumstances of life for the richness of their possibilities are taken from them. So you can't create all the phony circumstances that you want, but in the end, what is truth is truth. It lays there for all of us to see. If someone plopped an oily Spanish omelet on your chest, it's impossible to ignore. So hang in there with me. Keep, keep listening. I'm saying if you got the book, you want to reread this three or four times because the answer is right within his question or within the conversation that he's saying. So he says to become rich, you first have to accept that intellectually you have to think rich. This is achieved in two ways. First, you never endorse a thought, form, or scarcity or lack in your circumstances. And further, you never endorse the poverty of others. As a part of this change in consciousness, you begin to align to acknowledge the richness of things. So when a fine-looking limo passes you on the freeway, rather than saying capitalist lackey must be a crook, say to yourself, how nice is that stretch limo? Look how nice it looks and how simple it is for them to attain that. You, see, you say that in your mind. Well, what he's saying is you should say that. So maybe you might be picking up what I'm trying to say here as we read on. In addition, it's important that you never view another person's success as an affirmation of your lack. If you hear a friend who's doing well, it is so easy for his, for his or her success to highlight the fact that perhaps you are doing less well because they are doing well, because this person is hidden position, because this person has become a diamond or a double diamond or triple diamond and you're not. So now it's easy, as he says here, for you to look at yourself as doing less well and they're doing super well. He said you can't think that way. Now, this is all a part of the problem of the, the question or the, the point that the person was making there when he says it shouldn't be a struggle. It, should be, it shouldn't be a battle in our minds. For us, that it shouldn't. It shouldn't be hard work. It should be. It wouldn't be a struggle. It shouldn't be hard work. So, if you understand where I'm going with this, and as he started reading, as I start reading more, you're going to see 
a lot of it is in our thoughts. If your friends are doing well and you can develop a thinking that uses their success to confirm and endorse that the world is truly a creative place to be, their success should be encouraging for if that plank can make it, so can you. You know, you, you know, he called him a plank, and that's because he's from the U.K., you know, but that could be, <laughs> you know, the words y'all use. If that be or that, you know, whatever y'all use, whatever the words y'all use, you know, can make it, so can I. But we know what happens a lot of times when we see people having success, in our minds we instantly go to this, oh, God. Instead of saying, oh, man, that's great. Congratulate this person rolling. Boy, I, I, I'm about to get there, too. I'm, I'm here I come, you know, instead of, you know. He says, but you have to allow your thinking to expand, to accept the, the image of absolute abundance as natural. Watch this. That can be hard. That can be hard as we are programmed into lack by thousands and one, thousands and thousands of one messages that have our lack at heart. Further, we are influenced by the constant bombardment that mediocrity offers us the truth. Not only are you in the product of the information that is going on, but you also the product of many inputs of which you are not consciously aware of. Remember I talk about this stuff is buried deep down inside of us. We're not even conscious. The inputs that we've had, not only at a young age that's there, here's the thing. What we don't want to face and what we don't want to look at and what we don't, we'll read something like, you know, that it shouldn't be a struggle and success. I mean, it shouldn't be hard work. But we don't look at what we're inputting into our minds every day because we, we figure everybody watches television every day. Everybody watches sitcoms. Everybody watches foolishness. And so we, that's what we do. Now, understand this. The person who wrote this book, Stuart Weil, understand this. Bob Proctor, who talked about that, and, and uh, Born Rich, which we were discussing in the boot camp, what we don't get is they're not watching any of that foolishness. I'm talking about any of it. See, we don't know how important that is. We think that, yeah, I can, you know, I'll watch it a little bit. I can, you know, do this and watch it a little bit. I'm good, I'm good. They're not getting any of that input. So their conversation is coming from a different mind, a different whole thought process, a different whole thinking. They're not even listening to the music that we listen to. And I know it's hard for us to fathom that because we don't think, we don't sit back and think that. We don't think that the input, even from the news when we watch in Trump, we watch in, you know, all of that stuff that we're doing. And it talks about if you, everything I just said, the inputs, the things that we're putting in, the message that we're bombarded with and all that kind of stuff, it affects our thought process. So if it affects, and I'm giving you the answer as we go along, if it affects our thought process, then that, that's why we work so hard, because our thought process throws, slows us down. He's saying if, if you're actually doing what you're supposed to be doing, you've cleared up your thoughts, you, you're not, you know, participating in any of all this other stuff, then, yeah, it should be, yeah, you should be cruising along. It, should, it shouldn't be a struggle. But that's not what we're doing. And I look at over my life, my years, it ain't what I've been doing. 
I read a lot of books. I've read a lot of books. It helped me in my life. Keep me, but it's still a lot of things that I see in my mind I shouldn't. And I understand that that is still stuff that's being planted there that need, don't need to be there. And I know we don't understand that that plays an important role to whether we struggle in our, in our success because to have a clean mind and a clean thought process and all you're thinking about is the success that you're going to have and your whole thing is planted there, of course, that flow of it will be it's, it's insane, you know, but we don't have that thought process. You understand? We don't we don't have that thought process at all because, man, that's that's some work, man. That's why you know you hear it say, well, wealthy people stay wealthy and poor people stay poor because of the way we you know, we were raised. Think about it. If you grew up in a wealthy home, again, I'm talking about a super wealthy home where it wasn't discussed at the table about bills. You never struggled about any kind of car note. There wasn't no car notes. You never struggled about any money for anything. You didn't get family members calling you about anything, none of that. And so your mindset was just pure on that. You didn't, you didn't and, it, and also if you grew up in a wealthy home, nine times out of ten, you know, the books that you read, the people that you hung around, it wasn't, you weren't programming your mind with all the other stuff that we have. So of course, when they say these kind of things, what he's saying, if you read, because I don't want to just read all of it, but if you read all the way up to page 61, you'll see what he's talking about is that the input that you're putting into your thoughts, it programs how, how things happen for you. He says, every time you get close to making a pile of quick money, something comes along to sabotage it. And then you, really, you live in a reality that falls a bit short of the final payout. Intellectually, it's often hard to understand why. Once that type of shortfall has occurred three or four times over a period of years, you are then scared for life. Unless, watch this. So what he's saying is all the failure that you've had over the time period, you are scared to even tempt anything. You are scared to even focus. And not only that, your mindset is not even there on success. He says unless you are very forceful, in your contradiction of that energy. And he's talking about the energy that you take in. When he says forceful, meaning you're blocking a lot of negative stuff. It's a state of mind that a person has to be in. It's a total state of mind. He says right here, to block that process, it takes mental discipline. Watch this. It forces you to constantly police your mind to override your own negativity and the, and, the other, and the negative of others. So let's say I'm overriding my mind. I'm not watching anything. I'm reading. I'm doing all the things. And then, but I'm still dealing with phone calls from people in the business. And they're negative, and they're bringing negativity to the table. Now that stuff is getting in my mind again. So now I'm programming my mind some more. See, these guys are not doing it. They're not, that's not what they're doing. And it's hard for people to understand unless you probably be around them every day and see their thought process and what they're doing. He says, it forces you to constantly police your mind to override your own negativity and the negativity of others. If, for example, you, you track your thoughts for an hour each day. See, I, I've been saying this for years. I said, write down your thoughts. Take the day. Let's say, let's take the day. For the next 
eight hours, the next 10 hours or whatever, just 24 hours. Say that. Take a sheet of paper and write down your thoughts every hour. He says, if, for example, you track your thoughts for an hour each day, you will be amazed to discover that on an average you will have six to ten insecurity thoughts each hour. Each hour. These thoughts can be concerns about your health, about your safety. Now, watch this. If you're talking about, now, what, COVID? You're watching the news, all these people dying. Everything that's happening, your thoughts about injury, they can be various worries about, watch this, about money, because you're trying to pay bills. Now, you, you and how am I going to pay that bill? I don't have that. i got to get this Christmas gift for somebody. Okay, if, if I leave my car here, will it get stolen? Or, or there will be just various emanations of general insecurity that the mind believes to be real. Then while watching your thoughts, he says, carefully notice how many of those insecurities deal with money. Imagine how many deal with money. You will notice that the mind is constantly concerned with being ripped off or losing what it has. I got to hold on to the little bit I have because I got this. I got to pay this bill. I got to hold it. What if everything collapses? What if, what if something happens tomorrow everything collapses? He says, when you go out to make a deal, it falls apart. You know why? Because it's already in your thoughts. The mind does not understand logically why that happened. Yet pummeled into your consciousness are hundreds or even thousands of negative inputs that fracture your confidence and ruin your psychic stability. Do you hear me? <laughs> and we're putting it in every day, every time we clip on something, every time we watch something negative, every time we watch something that we, well, you know, we got to do that. So when you hear statements from people like him and from other people, they're in a whole other world. They have conditioned their mind and thoughts. And watch this. When they condition their minds and thoughts to a point where they start having success, then they start having more success, now their thought process is on that now, that, that success is simple, that success is less work, that success is, you know, you got now. So guess what? If your thoughts are on that, that's what you're going to bring about. So he says, the fracture your, you fracture your confidence and ruin your psychic stability. So as you bring that damaged self into the circumstances of life, it's a natural that those circumstances soon reflect the same uncertainty. So all those thoughts in your head, the world starts to reflect that. It's hard for people to realize that these two aspects of their lives that seem disconnected are, in fact, interrelated. Because money is a major psychic symbol of security. Every thought you have that endorses your insecurity affects your money-making abilities. Those thoughts create instability in your energy. Money flows towards stability and away from its, its converse. So those thoughts form instability, not stability. This negative pillaging of your self-confidence gives off telltale signs that others pick up immediately. Remember I said 
how a dog can tell when you're afraid of them. They pick that up immediately. People pick up those signs, too, of your self-confidence. Remember I said I can sit down with people that are intelligent, they got a master's degree, Ph.D., they got a college degree, and I can tell, I can listen to their conversation, I can look in their eyes and see the low self-esteem, the lack of confidence, the non-belief that's there. You can see it. They don't, you know, they don't think anybody can see it. Matter of fact, most folks don't even know they have it. But see, you can tell how they have it by their ability to risk, by their ability to concern themselves with who's going to laugh at them, the insecurity, who's going to talk about me, who's going to ridicule me. That's the biggest thing right there. You can find out about your esteem on that. You're worried about what they're going to think and what these people are going to say, and you, all these things are piled up in your thoughts which creates a lot of work on the inside. So, you know, when you say hard work, it's hard work for most people because you got to work through all of that. <laughs> yeah, it's so much you got to work through. He says, to heal this aspect of your life, you have to train yourself to feel secure. Watch this. Even when there's no evidence to suggest it. You got two people on your team. 20 people have said no. You've got to figure out a way to be secure even when you have nobody, even when you've been doing it for a year and no success. Even, and, and now, to feel secure, to fi- figure that out, it starts in your thoughts, your mindset. And, you know, that's why when, when you hear those things that people say, you know, they're coming from where they are, and they're coming from where we should be. <laughs> and what he's trying to say, that's where we should be. He says, if you have to settle into uncertainty of things to be comfortable with it, never voice negativity, even if things are not going well. What do we do all the time? We voice negativity all the doggone time. As soon as, oh, listen, oh, listen, what about this? Oh, look at my, you know, we voice negativity all the time. He's sitting there telling you that's not what he does. He says, your world is changing. There's always tomorrow, and all will work out fine in the end. You know what I always say? Think about all the biggest challenges you had in your life, and you thought it was over with, and you're still living today. I mean, you can go back to high school and think about some of the, the worst things that you thought, oh, now she knows about me, or he knows. You know, you got folks that are killing themselves because of something that was shown on social media. But think about some of the things that you've been through in your life that you thought it was over with, that you didn't have any money to pay this bill, whatever you're thinking about. You know, you, think, you, you came through that. And so what he's saying is that a person has to have that thought process anyway. I'm coming through it regardless. He says, you suffer major setbacks. You can rest in thought that you were crafty enough to make the cash in the first place. So that means you made it, that you can do it again. Now your energy is moving upward, and it will take you no time at all to replace that which has slipped away. Powerful consciousness about life and money is only a habit. Agree to change your habits if that's what takes. That's what it takes. Simple as it really. See, just say it again. Simple really is all it is. Simple. Change your habits. To make it in life, you have to get out of that thought process, the hustle, the, you know, for the system is stacked against you. To become wealthy requires you to exert the force 
of your will in order to penetrate the bubble of control that surrounds us. It's a fact that 96% of working Americans retire with net assets of $400. 96%. He says that's mind-boggling. Of the remaining 4%, 2% retire comfortably, and 2% have become very rich. Why is that so? It's because at every turn, money is taken from us. You incur tax liabilities 24 hours a day. Every move you make, the system is designed so that no one can actually find out what, the ta- what tax they paid. One can't trick every purchase, every made, on how much tax was included in that price. Every time a buck is taken from you, you lose the, the use of that dollar for life. And I'm going to wrap it up with this. The system sucks 40 50% of everyone's income annually. So the government controls most of the capital. They also employ most of the people. Half of the workforce is employed by the government or by companies that contract solely to the system. The government owns all the land, only a, my, um, only a minute percentage is in private hands. Further, the, uh, the powers that be controlled and regulate the market forces through which citizens have to operate is exactly like the mafia. In TikTok, people are too apathetic to push against the nonsense and, 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 and to become a success anyway. He says the average person is too apathetic to push against that and become a success anyway. The challenge is in our state of mind. And I'm going to tell you this. If you don't get that, if you got the book, you're going to have to read it four, five, six times, seven times, eight times. If you've been on these calls, that's what we've been saying the whole time, if you still don't get it. It's a thought process that has to be maintained all the time. Now, people who have had success, they have a look at that thought process because they've seen it and they know it can happen again and again. Some people who haven't had success, you've got to figure out how to clear that mind to get to that point where you have it. So when you hear people say that you don't need all that hard work, you don't – those people are talking from a different mindset. They're not talking from the mindset that we have. They're not talking from the thought process that we have coming in our head every day. They're not. Thank you, Priscilla, as a man thinks. If you listen to the clip I played before, the last one before the call, that's all uh, um, Earl Nightingale was talking about. It's work that you have to feed your mind to get to that point. Now, once you get your mind to that point, then, like he says, it ain't all of that. But we always think from our own set of thoughts, from the scarcity in our minds and thinking about bills all day. Like, Think about this again. Write down what you're thinking about. I don't know if anybody's ever done that, and I've said it, because when I first heard it, like 15 years ago, I started writing down stuff, and after about eight hours, I stopped. I'm like, wow. You know, I think it was somebody said we have 60,000 negative thoughts run through our head like that. That's That's the thing. If we can clean up that. That's where the answers come from. That's where the ease of success comes from. That's where, because you already know 
that you're going to win. You already know that the money is coming. You already know that the bill is paid. You already know that. So that thought process is not even there, that worry of the money, money, money. is not there. That's the deal. <clears throat> That's truly the deal. And I'm telling you, if you don't get it, if you have the book, I mean, but we always, I mean, my favorite book, as a man thinketh. Feed your mind, feed your mind, feed your mind, feed your mind. Now, feed your mind, positive stuff. Keep the negativity out. So what we think is, you know, I ain't talked to Sherry today because she's negative, so I kept all the negativity out. No. There's other things you did, too, that fed the negativity. And what you're finding out, what you're going to find out, that that's, that's the challenging part about, now, if you get to the, pro, to the thought process where he is, when he says that, then, oh, it's, it's, it's smooth sailing. Smooth selling. Lisa has this 10-day challenge she's given herself that, you know, no negativity for 10 days. And I'm sure she's probably realizing how challenging that is because that's, that's, man. But it's a process that you have to go through and try to get to that point and realize that is, to have no negativity. You know, Art Williams even said that. On, he said, I thought, he said, I thought I'd get to be a billionaire. That without me working on myself, it's just going to change. He said, no, nah, I do. I mean, a millionaire, I said, multi-millionaire, I think he said. It's all in our thoughts, folks. It's all in our mindset. It's all, it's, it's all there. That's what the process is. And that's where we got to work on. Man. Is all there. You say not just thoughts, posts, IG comments. Yeah, I mean, those posts come from thoughts. You want to clarify that? No, no, I was just texting you saying um, uh, not just thoughts, but um, Facebook certain people's Facebook accounts I had to unfollow temporarily um, because it's anything negative. You know, Instagram, gossip site, um, just all of it. But like you just said, it, it, even even Facebook posts and all that stuff comes from thoughts. So I just wanted to make sure you understood not just conversations, negative, I mean, negative thoughts, but all of it. Like all of it, and it's tough because I didn't realize oh, it's tough, yeah. how how much of my what I see, speak, hear, uh, comment is negative. Like man, I, I mean, and then, and then you know, if we listen to how it's supposed to be done, we're not even supposed to say it's tough. <laughs> right. Now, now, but it's the truth. It's almost like you gotta, you know, it's like you gotta keep all that thought process because your thoughts, your mind, your your your, your uh, subconscious mind, look at it as reality. It doesn't look at it as something you just saying and think. It, it it looks at every time you say something negative, 
or every time you think something, it, it looks at it as reality. It doesn't know whether it's real or not. That goes back to, again, how he says the rich keeps getting rich because their whole thought process is rich. Everything, Every deal they ever closed was a winner for them. Then they kept, that's why your boy got a problem right now. <laughs> Because he hates it, because he's been winning. It's, it's a thought process of you. You just been winning and winning, winning. You gonna keep winning. And guess what? The other thought process is losing, losing, losing. You gonna keep losing. Remember, I said at you know at, the, at those private clubs. That's why they charge a hundred grand to join a private club because they don't want. Somebody sitting at the table saying, well, how are we going to do that? Well, how are you going to figure that out? Because if you sit at the table with those millionaires in the private club that spend 100 grand to join, they're sitting at that table, and their whole strategy is not how it can't be done. Their whole strategy is, well, this is what we're going to do to make this happen. This is how we're going to make it happen. This is how we're going to do it. This is what we're going to It ain't, well, we can't do that because of this. We get Their whole thought process is, No. Everybody at this table has won in life, so we know the winning process. We just got to, this is how we're going to do it. This this was going to happen. Instead of saying it can't happen, no, you, they're sitting there saying, give me some ideas on how we make this happen, which is a whole different mindset. I'm telling you. Look, folks, go back and listen to this call if you can. Read the, those pages in the book. If you, and I keep saying if you can't, I mean, if you want to change your life, you got to do it. Because if we're using our same old thinking, we don't get it. Our whole thought process, we don't get it. We don't get it. If we're doing that. There's a whole new thought process we got to have to win. All right, folks. Look, this song I'm going to play here, this is, I would call it, it should be a network marketing or a free thinker or a outside-the-business type thought process. I mean, if you listen to the lyrics and listen to this guy talking, and, and well, I guess he's rapping, but he's really saying some profound stuff. If a person holds on to this thought process to say, look, well, I'm not going to say what it is, but if you listen to it, it really it should be an anthem by the people who, who, who fight to win. This should be an anthem. All right, so I know every, well, anybody that's into hip-hop going to know that, that voice when they hear it, but I don't know if you're going to know the name of the song because you've got to give me the name of the song, too. All right, here we go, folks. We're in the car with this. You gotta text me if you know the name of the artist and know the name of the song too. You don't just the name of the artist ain't gonna do it. You gotta give me the name of the song also too. But listen to the lyrics. All right, here we go. You know? Yeah. You gotta roll with the punches. Uh huh. Take some bumps, give some bruises. Exactly. Yo, when it all seems hopeless, real hard to focus. 
simple dilemmas become hard for you to cope with. Uh, Taking things personal, easily insulted. Yeah. Doing dumb shit and don't care what the results is. Ain't scared to die, but you're thinking about a coffin. Thinking quitting ain't an option, but you think about it often. Think. Saying to yourself, how this ain't fair. You got the strength, but the energy just ain't fair. Uh, that same vision that you used to have just ain't clear. The uh, storm gets heavier, the sun disappears. You just hoping that it's light at the end of the tunnel. Either that or all your money at the end of the funnel. Get a different mind frame once you've been through the jungle. But you can stumble on a hit and get rich on the humble. At least now you know they love the style and flow. We almost there. Just one more mile to go. Go. Turn the motivation if you channel it right It's like you at a seminar on a panel of life If you don't reach the destination, they don't hand you your strength nah. And the work is just keeping my name alive All I'm trying to do is finish the game with a high score I done laughed and cried and then laughed and cried more And I know what I want, so don't act cause I'm sure From a cloth that no longer exists, self-cut Every time you look back, you're just slowing yourself up yeah. At least now you know, they love the style and flow We almost there, just one more mile Go, go. fantastic day and uh you got one more mile to go just keep grinding look go back and read those chapters of the book all right